It's lunchtime at Tim Hortons, and we're serving up a special deal just for you. Our new $5.99 lunch deal includes your choice of any lunch sandwich and a side of crunchy kettle chips. Because what's lunch without a little crunch? And the sandwich choice is all yours. Like a ham and Swiss, Chipotle chicken wrap, BLT, and more. Made to order just the way you like it. Tim Hortons' new lunch deal. Simple, delicious, and just $5.99. Now that's a good deal. Only at your neighborhood Tim's. U.S. only. Price and participation vary. Terms apply. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the Always Man and Faces podcast. Yeah, that one right, Mark? Always Man and Faces podcast? That's the one. That is the one. Got it right this time. So, it might be the Gallagher Shots podcast. We don't know. <laughs> right, so <laughs> we are here uh, to give a preview for the upcoming game against Southampton. Southampton on the back of an absolute hiding by Manchester United. And I am joined by Mark Walker and Decker here. How are you, boys? You just had your first appearance on Extra Time. Did that go well? I really enjoyed it, mate. Honestly, it was really, really good. It was nice to just have a, a better host. Obviously, it's always nice. Um, and uh, <laughs> no, it was it was it was a good loan deal. Um, that's what Jess was saying. So it was it was good crack. It was good. Did you did you keep yours on a leash? No no argument between yourselves. Oh no no. Hey. We're, would, would you believe Decker actually agreed with us? Did he? Good as gold, why is? That's that's how how normal it was. I tried my best not to though, didn't I? I, was you, like, did. No, I, I can't. you did. You did. <laughs> <laughs> right, let's get down to business, boys. So Newcastle and I are on the back of another defeat, this time at the hands of Crystal Palace. But we did see life in their team. The the were trying, they were trying to score goals. A lot of them went over the bar, the shots, but Looking ahead at that game, what are your expectations? Not necessarily score lines, but I'll start with you, Mark. What are your expectations for this one? Um, so I, it's it's going to be a, a tough game because Southampton are going to come wanting to to revenge, obviously, the the, the, the absolute hammering that they've just received. Um, getting beat 9-0 once, let alone twice, is, is unheard of. So... They're going to want to put that right, so they'll 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 be coming for a tails right up. Um, for us, it's a it's a massive massive game. Um, I, I almost look at it as being a, a must win game in in the grand scheme of things because we've got a cu- couple of tough fixtures coming up on the back of it, um, and that bottom three is getting ever ever closer as the weeks mm. go by. So it's it's one where we need to go into it, making sure that we, we we're doing everything that we possibly can to to win the game. Yeah, over you, Digger. Anything out of that one? No, not really. Um, I, I think it's. I mean, first of all, I just want to say something about Southampton. I mean, I, I think mm. they're a side which you would certainly say this season have played some amazing football. You know what I mean? And there were there was a time where they were in the top four, I believe, or even top of the league or something. You know what I mean, I, we all know they're not going to stay there, but to see a team like that get beat nine nil twice, you know, it, it's un, it's just unbelievable. I, I find that incredible. Um, and. You could say it's one of them, isn't it? You could say you're playing them at the best time ever because they've just been absolutely embarrassed. But then you could also say you're playing them at the worst possible time because they're wanting to try and obviously make a difference and and and, uh, and sort of re- a bit of revenge. But I think what you said there about the Palace game, I think again we did see a, a better performance from us, and I'm mm. I'm I'm quite confident, you know, that we will play the same way. And if we play the same way, then we've got a chance. If we revert to type and go back to what we've been saying previous, then we'll get beat. But honestly speaking, if we can play 
like we did against Everton, or similar to the Palace game, I think we've got a chance. The thing is, history is on our side as well. Well, the Southampton game, the Southampton are going to set up very similar to, to how Crystal Palace set up. They're basically going to sit back and let us have the ball, something which we're not very good at doing. We're not very good with the ball. We are a much better team on the counter-attack when, when we basically sit back, defend, then see what happens. It's been the same for, for years now. It was the same under Rafa. Um, we'll four minutes in, I've mentioned Rafa. Um, but... That's Almost what negative, like, as well. Yeah, be no. careful. <laughs> no, well, it's not necessarily a negative, but no, it's yeah, it, it is only the top teams who who do normally play well with the ball uh, the majority of the time. When Newcastle have a lot of possession, we we look worse than than what we do with with less possession. That's what worries me going into the game. And like like you've said there, Degger, that you can look at it two ways: either Southampton just being on the back of that absolute thrashing, and the, they'll be embarrassed. Um, and Newcastle could go and take advantage of that, or tails could be up, like Mark said, and they, they could want to prove a point and, and say we're not as bad as what that result made will look like. Either way, it doesn't matter because Newcastle United is always that team that are going to make you look better than what you are. That's the worrying thing. It doesn't matter how the other team are playing and what their form is like. It's Newcastle United at the end of the day. Um, Degger, you did say they obviously, if we do play how we played against Crystal Palace, then, then we should be okay. Michael J for hope for the Warriors. Started back in 06 at Camp Lejeune. Military families witnessing the effects of war on their loved ones. Now, almost 20 years later, they've aided over 53,000 service members, veterans, and families with confidential, high-quality behavioral health care services at little or no cost to post-9-11 vets and their families. Over 91% of every dollar donated goes directly to the programs. If you're as concerned about our heroes as I am, go to hopeforthewarriors.org but we weren't against Crystal Palace no you're absolutely correct um I, I think also what I meant what I wanted to mention just before there was was the reaction on social media surprised us if I'm honest because I hadn't been on my phone when we did the live one at all and we did the uh, sort of the review of the game and I still yeah. hadn't been on and when I went on, I, I was actually really surprised at how negative people were to the performance. Like people were saying it's a disgrace, it's an embarrassment, he's got to go, blah, blah, blah. And I thought, God, I actually thought, well, okay. The point you make is a valid one. I, 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 I do think, though, that what I was kind of meaning is like, if we approach the game in that way and can play like that, we'll give ourselves a chance. And hmm. seeing how poorly them defended against Man United, I mean, we're not Man United, but seeing how badly them them defended. I feel if we have Almiron or have St. Maxima maybe starting, Wilson, we will create chances and I think mm. we can hurt them. I really do. Yeah, so, so you mentioned obviously St. starting there, Mark, I'll come to you. Uh, the only two injuries which I've, I've known, obviously I, I don't think Bruce has done his press conference as of yet, um, but the only two injury concerns are Lascelles definitely going to be ruled out because he's got a thigh injury and uh, Federico Fernandez another thigh injury for another defender, but those two are the ones that are missing. It seems like everybody else is available um, could even see Christian Atsu named in the 25-man squad. So we've got yeah, a free that, space. <laughs> that was that was the breaking news today, wasn't it? And you can just see the quotes now. It's it's like signing a new player, getting them back into the squad. But I'm going to go off on a tangent here, but do you feel it was a little bit harsh on Atsu to not get that squad players? Because he, he, he wasn't a, a world-beater. Of course he wasn't. But he wasn't as bad I, as what we've seen so far. Is I he worse than no, I think it's when you look at the the strength that we've got. Well, strength we've got probably 
more so we had at the start of the season. When you look at that left wing position, you had Saint would would sign Fraser, uh, Richie can play there. So there probably wasn't wasn't a, a place for him on that left hand side. Whereas obviously we know then we, we had a whole host of, of injury problems down there, which which we probably could have done with with having him in. It was a surprise that he he didn't get a squad number and um, Murphy, who you've just mentioned, did. But we, we know Bruce likes Murphy from his his time when he had him on on loan loan at Sheffield. So that kind of you know explains why that one went. And he played a lot in the preseason. But it's it's another option, isn't it? I, I mean, it's it's a funny one because if if you look at any of the fringe players that are there, the one I'd probably be looking at would be Henri Severe. But like as we've said multiple times on the podcast that he's he's played under a, a few different managers and, and none of them have fancied him so what what is going on in the background so for him not we'll to get do, a number I think obviously you mentioned Henry Severe there but I think you've got to look a lot closer at what's happened recently and obviously Joel Willick do you think he'll start this game because let's give him a chance yeah it's up against Southampton Newcastle this is the game in the next run of games where you would expect to at least pick a single point up and it, it's going to give Newcastle United a lot more time on the ball. So this is the ideal game to start him in. Let, let him get used to, to his teammates. You have to start him in this one. Yeah, well, I'd, we've only I'd lost, lost one against Southampton in, in the last 15 games. So that's what I was going to say earlier. There's like history's on our side when you look at it. It's it's the reverse of when we go down there. We never seem to win. They never seem to win when they come up here. Um, so you, you'd, you'd think it would be... You know the the ideal perfect opportunity to give him a go, but do you do you upset a team that that has played reasonably well? Um, albeit the second half wasn't wasn't a shining example on Tuesday, but it was certainly better than we've we've seen in in recent times. Um, I, I I think you'll probably name him on the bench, and and pretty much stick with the team that that we had out on on Tuesday, um, and give a good account of themselves. Bar that crazy ten minutes in the in the first half, and then. It's somebody that you can you can bring on second half for a bit, bit of fresh legs and and ease him into it because you know he is still a very young player. Yes, he's played a lot of football, um, but he's he's brand new to the to the team. He's not going to know his teammates around him, so he's he probably just needs a little bit of time training with them and getting used to it um, rather than than chucking him in it in the deep end. But if we do do it, I think he's more than capable um, of, of of putting in a performance because he's he is a player that kind of excites us. Um, we you know, Decker and I have just been talking about him on extra time, and he's he's bringing something into the t- the team that we've been missing for for ages. We, we've we've mentioned this guy a million times, Modi Army. This this could finally be somebody that comes in and and does a similar type of role to, to help us get up that get up the pitch, which we've we've struggled to do. I think the key is getting in that in that final third a lot more, and we do need a midfielder to to pick up and start doing that. Um, Decker, personally for me. I would like to see him start. I really would like to see him start. Um, does, who does that mean dropping for you? Would it be Shelby or is it Hendrik? Well, see, I would say that was a smile on your face. <laughs> well, first of all, a comment about, <clears throat> for me, he has to start. And I'm, I'm, I cast my mind back of a few, like, for example, look at Jesse Lingard there. Jesse Lingard played for West Ham the other day, Great. just the other day, scored two goals, hasn't played, hasn't kicked the ball in fuck knows how long. Um, I, I remember Shelby's debut for us um, against West Ham. Hadn't yeah. really played much football, came in and just had an absolute worldly. Something about debuts, people 
really want to rise to the occasion. You know, that, that, that's just what it is, right? Because it's your first, first you put that shirt on for the first time, you want to impress, you you know, all the rest of it. <coughs> um, I think it's a perfect time to play him personally. Uh, I would drop Hendrick and I would play Hayden and Shelby because I actually think Shelby's been quite good, to be perfectly honest, the last couple of games since we've been a little bit more offensive-minded. Mm-hmm. Um, I would play Hayden, Shelby and then Willock as, as the third man in midfield as the 4-3-3 we've been playing. And do you know what it is? I'm very excited by that thought, um, and I agree with what Mark was saying there about what he what he brings to her or possibly can bring to her. Someone that's willing to have that little bit of quality can carry the ball. I don't know if you've seen the you probably did. I remember watching the game live that that game Arsenal had with Liverpool. Where it was five four or five five, mm. I think it was. If you see his goal in that game, man, carries the ball from midfield, thirty yard screamer. I'm not expecting him to score thirty yards all the time, but what I mean is the confidence he's got. He did that at Anfield against Liverpool. You know, the confidence he's got to carry the ball and not, not, not scared to have a shot, you know. There was a clip doing the rounds, obviously, when we signed him. And it was a game against Newcastle United where, where Shelby just shrugs him off the ball and puts him out of touch. Then then Willow goes down. Then two seconds later, he's on his feet and he chases Shelby down. I know it's not hard to chase Shelby down. I'm not giving him too much credit on this one. But he goes in with a sliding tackle, wins the ball back, and he's up and away. Um that's what we need. And Mark, Mark mentioned, I'll come back to you, Mark. You, you did mention more Diomi. And I don't think the, 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 they're a spitting double of each other. Of course not. They're all probably different sort of midfielders. But what you did get from Diomi was that sort of response where he would tackle it and he would hold the ball, then move forward with the ball. He wouldn't try and pass it, then move on. He would literally try and drive that team forward and higher up the field. Is this what you're expecting from this kid? Yeah, I mean that's when you you see him playing for Arsenal. Um, probably more so in the in the European games where he's got a little bit more time and space. He loves to do that. He loves to pick up the ball and carry it forward. Um, he's not. He, I'm saying he doesn't appear to be the type of player that just gets the ball into his feet and then looks for a pass and lays it off. He just likes to to carry it and, and get into that final third. And he, he likes a shot. Um, sometimes they come off. Some sometimes they don't. And. You know we don't we don't often weigh in from midfield with with goals. Um, although last season obviously Shelby was the leading goal scorer, but that was with mm. only with six. So it's nice to have another another option there and and something. He's maybe not going to be the most creative of players, but I think he'll still he'll still create chances just mm. by actually carrying the ball the, the ball forward, creating space, allowing the, those players that way. We've got kind of in and around and ahead of them to to, to get chances. Um, and I think it'll take some of the pressure off off Almiron maybe because he's probably the only one that that does a similar type of role of picking up the ball and and moving with forward. Because um, well, I'm glad he, he likes to do it. I'm glad you said that because that, that's the player that he reminds me of. Is is a, is a Miggy that mm. is you know buzzing around um, is confident on the ball. You know has got that bit of quality and is willing to drive forward. The other thing is as well, though, I mean, we've, we've talked very nicely there. We also can't expect too much. You know what I mean? I, we're almost setting him up here to be fucking totty. You know what I mean? Like we need to, it is his first game and we need to, you know, give him time and stuff. But I, I do think in terms of what we've got in there at the moment, I, I can't see why he wouldn't start. Like I, surely he's bringing more quality to the actual, um, to, to the team. Do you know what I mean? So I, I would start him 100% mainly. Yeah, um, I'll stay with you on this one, Digger. Um, <clears throat> obviously, Saint, he has been making an appearance. He has been coming off the bench there. Is it a time to start him, or is it still a little bit too early? It, it's a difficult one because we don't, we don't know do his fitness. But for me, I mean, 
he he looks raring to go in my opinion. I mean, like we came on the um, uh, for all all right. Yes, he didn't have the greatest greatest of games when he came on against Palace, but for, for me, he needs to be starting. And if I'm being really honest, I know used to, and a lot of other people were quite happy. Does an orthopedic condition or sports injury have you sidelined? Make your comeback with GW Hospital Sports Medicine. We offer services from neck to toe, including care for shoulders, hips, knees, ankles, and hands. Plus, we're the official healthcare partner of GW Athletics, the DC Furies, and the DC Revolution. Get back to doing the things you love. Learn more at gwhospital.com slash sportsmed or call 888-4-GW-DOCS. Physicians are not employees or agents of this hospital. With Fraser. I didn't think Fraser did very much the other night. I honestly didn't. Um, and that doesn't mean that he should never play again. I'm certainly not saying that. But what I'm saying is, I think Saint is our best player and our most dangerous player. And for me, he needs to be starting. And <clears throat> I think he's had a, he's had a, he's obviously been training all the time at the moment since coming back. He's, he's had a few sort of cameo appearances. And I think maybe now's the time where Bruce will, will actually start him in the game. Mm. Right. So, so we'll get on to the crucial bits of this one. I'll come back to you, Mark, on this one. So, scoreline, what are you expecting from this one? Does it have to be a Newcastle United win? Does it have to be yeah. three points? Because we've dropped down to 16th and it, it's getting very, very tight down there. Yeah, definitely is. It's as I, as I said before, there it's 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 a must-win game in in my eyes. Um, when you you look at what's what's on the line, the games that are coming up, there's there's big pressure on on Bruce to win this game. The the players are, are want to going to give a reaction after obviously being disappointed in in midweek. So I'm I'm taking us to to win two one. Okay, Decker, what sort of performance are you looking at, uh, and what sort of result are you going for? Um, performance-wise, I really hope we continue with what we've been saying the last couple of games. Um, you know, I know we lost against Palace, but I mean, I, I was quietly impressed for, 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 for most of it for about an hour, I would say. It's probably arguably the best we've played, other than, of course, the Everton game. Um, I'm, I'm with Mark. I think I'm going for 2-1. Um, and I feel it's a absolute huge game for Bruce. Like, I feel this is this is the one that... I don't know why I think I don't know why I think that because I haven't heard anything from the media to say it is. But to me, if we lose this one with Brighton winning there just the other night against Liverpool, for all I, for all I don't think Fulham will catch her, I really don't. It still puts we like fourth bottom, and I'm that's a, that's a worry. And I think if he doesn't win this one, this could be it. And when you look back, or oh, only what two three weeks ago, Steve Bruce said we weren't in a rele- relegation fight. Then yeah. the week after, he said half of the Premier League were in a relegation scrap. Um, Bruce, I said this months ago. <laughs> we we are in a relegation fight. Results were, of course, we're picking uh, the odd win up and the odd point up, but performances, like we said last week on the podcast, performances weren't a true reflection of our league position. And right now, our our luck was running out. And of course, like we said, we've had a couple of decent games in regards to performances have been better. I wouldn't say they've been fantastic, but they've been better than what we've been used to this season. But I'm I'm still massively worried that that we could end up in the bottom three at some point this season in the future. I, I honestly think it, it might happen. And that that's that's up to, to those above, Bruce, because his time ran out a long time ago for me. And of course, we've had the recent appointment of Graham Jones. But let, let's be honest with you. Is he going to have that much of an impact right now in the season? Um, of course, we're seeing better performances, but we need points. We don't necessarily need performances, but we need points at the end of the day. 
Um, I'm looking at that game, and like I said on the end of the stream, which we did at the weekend there, that we have to get three points from this. Anything other than a win is is a negative for me. You can't come away from that game with a single point and think, oh, we'll take it. We'll take. You need three points. It's three points or Bruce has to go for me. I mean, any any other club, one win in 12 games, your, your manager is is hanging on there with you know <laughs> with his last breath if he hasn't gone already so to to look at it and think that he's he's so safe in in that position is just ridiculous that's a worrying thing though he's safe as houses he's safe as houses for me right now i think what gives us this it's a false sense yeah it's a false sense of security or whatever you want to call it if if we were one win in 13 or whatever Marcus just said there i think it's four wins in 20 or whatever it's been um, and we were playing the way I've seen we play the last two games, I'll be incredibly worried. But I feel mm. as if the last two games, because I've seen it, I've seen something different. I've seen the players are still playing for them. I've seen a change in style. I've seen a change in formation. I've, that's what's given us this maybe perhaps false sense of, you know, I think things can get better. However, having said that, over the longevity of time, Bruce is not the right man. So we all know, no matter how good performances may get, and even if we win on Saturday, it's still not enough. It doesn't really matter because we all want Bruce out. But you know, I, I do, I do think that maybe that's what's leading me to this false sense of that. The last two games, I've mm. seen something different, and I think you know it is. I have seen an improvement. Um, but then, then you, you might quickly go down the McLaren route of we're playing quite well, but we're still not winning. Yeah, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah, and that, and that's another worry. You know, you're yeah. feeling like that, Decker, because you've got some hope. Hope, hope. Yeah, I've got hope. hope. Yeah. Um, right, lads, I've, I've got nothing to add to, to this preview. When I see you want to add anything extra in there in regards to any players or, or anything in regards to coaching, management, anything? I, I'd just be interested to see where Graham Jones starts the game. Uh, yes, that's a shout, mate. That is a shout. Like, I think he's going to be playing right midfield. So we'll, we'll just touch yeah. on that because it wasn't really picked up by us um, the, the other night. Um, mm-hmm. So Graham Jones spent the first half in the stands watching the game from above. I would like to know if that was his choice or if that was Bruce's choice to do it there. Because, like we said, Bruce was a little bit embarrassed by Graham John Jones barking the orders at the players during the, the, the Everton game. Has that been Bruce's decision or has it been Jones's um, decision to I, go and sit from the stands? I honestly think, I honestly think, and I, I hope this isn't the case. Of course, I, I really do. But I honestly think that people, on especially on Twitter and stuff, you know, I think they report back to Bruce and every son or whoever. He seems to know what's going on, and I feel that he's seen the sort of really good praise Jones got for that Everton win. Well, really, let's be fair. People were saying it was Jones that won the game, right? It wasn't, mm. you know, let's, let's be fair here. Then obviously the four was after the game as well. Yeah, absolutely, yep. And I, and I honestly feel that Bruce has went, listen, mate, like for this one, go upstairs and, and basically get out of get out of view of these publicity mm. shots that, you, that you're getting. Um, and, and I really feel that it was Bruce's decision to do that. And... I mentioned that on extra time there just before that, you know, people have, Bruce has said, and not just Bruce, but other people have said that, oh, he wasn't there long enough to, you know, impact the game as much or the game plan as much. But for me, and as I said this just before, um, if he didn't have the time, how was he able to be frontline on the touchline given so many instructions? Exactly. He knew exactly what that game plan was because I believe it was his game plan. Oh, so, no, but, but remember yeah. what Bruce says. Bruce said that he was going to change it before Jones arrived. <laughs> yeah, and, and the, the other thing, and I mentioned this before, what we've just chatted about, and 
my honest worry is, is that there's a lot of chefs there at the moment. You know, you've got Steve Agnew, you've got Clemens there, you've got Bruce himself, now you've got Jones. Um, I, I don't really see you how that can that. end well. I do not see how that can end well because mm. if, if it's Jones coming up with all these wonderful ideas, Bruce is going to get pissed off, right? Mm. And then Agnew is going to think, well, what's what's my role here? He's yeah. overruling me. And all of a sudden you've got this this issue, you know, and I can't see it ending well. Like, Yeah, see, no, I, I, I'm in agreement. I, I look at it and say, you know, maybe maybe Graham's looked at it and said, hang Graham. on, I'm, I'm getting all of the, you know. Your pal like, Graham. <laughs> is, <laughs> is this like the Gateshead <laughs> Union or something? It's Gateshead Graham. Um, maybe he said Guardiola, mate. Get his real name. <laughs> he he could have, you know, had had the opposite and said, actually, look, they're, they're putting all of this to me and taking the kind of the spotlight off you. Why don't I take a back a back seat and go and sit in there? And we've, we've seen it loads of times where coaches and point, you know, managers yeah. used to do it. There's quite a few managers used to spend Allardyce. Did it used to sit McCarran used to sit it. in the stand for the first game because you get that better picture of the pitch, yeah. you can see the, the layout and everything like that. So I don't know. But apparently, like in the, the first half, he, he started off up there and then he came down, had a big conversation and stuff like that, and then went back up. Um because I remember when we were actually watching the game, I, I made a comment to say that we hadn't actually seen him, and then he suddenly appeared in the yeah. in the dugout and he was at the in the back of it. So and that was at half time. So I don't know. This this is the thing. It's it's going to be. It's 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 almost which which side do you believe, isn't it? Because it, it could be something completely, um, you know, nothing at all to do with the, the situation. Then innocent, and mm. because somebody the one side of the, the argument will grab onto it. Oh, Bruce is Bruce is terrible. Um, he, he doesn't want him in. He's not his man because that's that's a lot of the narrative that's going around. Versus the opposite side where Bruce is saying. Yeah, I wanted it. I wanted him to come in. I needed the help and all of that kind of thing. So he would welcome the ideas. He would welcome him coaching and stuff like that because that's why he's brought him in. So, but as with everything at Newcastle, we don't know the true story because we never get told. We never know what's going on at that club. So you, you, you're left to make up your own mind and, and decide which side of the fence you sit on, whether you think it's a good thing, a bad thing, whether you think it's to help Bruce or whether you think it's to undermine Bruce, you'll you'll have your own opinion and, and you'll make up your story based on that opinion. I think that's a good way to end it, mate. So, score lines. We've got Decker and Mark both with 2-1. Newcastle wins. I'm going to go 2-0, Newcastle United. And we're, we're probably all going to be wrong. That's it. <laughs> we're we're going to lose because the, the only times that we're ever confident and we all tip a win, we always get beat. Mate, so, one thing before we go then, if we lose... Is he gone, Chris? Is he has to. Go? No, he won't be. Oh, right, but okay. he has to. He has no, to, but he won't be. I'm, I'm the same opinion of Chris. He, he should be gone. I, I don't think he will. Yeah, I'm unfortunately the same as well. So we're a full house on both sides of the argument. He almost yeah. go on the result. No matter, no matter what happens, he's still there. Come, come the yeah. next couple of games. Um, that, yeah. that, that is gonna be the case, no matter what. And um, right, so before we leave, I, I just want to say thanks to everybody who has watch the video or listen to the audio podcast because it is going out on both platforms this one and we do have plenty more stuff coming like the lads have just been talking about extra time it will be released first thing on friday morning so that'll be out there um just announced earlier today on thursday evening that on monday night we will be doing a live question and answer with ben jacobs and so hopefully he should have a lot of say in regards to takeover the geopolitics over in Saudi and uh, the Middle East. So I'm looking forward to that one. And that's it. That's me all done.
thank you very much for joining us, boys. And let's see what Saturday brings. Defeat. Enjoy the game. Does an orthopedic condition or sports injury have you sidelined? Make your comeback with GW Hospital Sports Medicine. We offer services from neck to toe, including care for shoulders, hips, knees, ankles, and hands. Plus, we're the official healthcare partner of GW Athletics, the DC Furies, and the DC Revolution. Get back to doing the things you love. Learn more at gwhospital.com slash sportsmed or call 888-4-GW-DOCS. Physicians are not employees or agents of this hospital. Sports Social Podcast Network.